police in the morning. Video violence finds a normal, unsuspecting couple, Steve and Rachel, completely immersed in a town of blood-drunk crazies. Led by sickos Howard and Eli, these backwater psychopaths produce and watch their own snuff movies in which the victims are outsiders or citizens trying to leave the close-knit community of killers. One day, an unmarked tape shows up in the return bin of Steve's just-opened video store, and it's the town postmaster being savagely mutilated. Can it be real? Or just a gag? Steve wonders. He'll soon discover the horrifying answer. I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie, B-Movie Bros. Here are you B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. So, um, as we continue our spring cleaning here, uh, we came across the movie Video Violence from 1987. By Camp Motion Pictures, directed by Gary P. Cohen and starring discount Jeff Goldblum. So, yeah, you, uh, you heard what the back of the DVD box had to say, which... Um, Really does, like, ruin the whole twist of the movie, but... Uh, there is a twist. Let's, let's dive right into this shit with our technical difficulties, pop, top and bottom three. Um, let's, let's start with the bad here this week. Let's start with, number, with, the, with the bottom. Sounds good. So for me, number three. The acting, for the most part, is uh, pretty dry. I mean, it's, it's okay. There's, there's nothing great, nothing too, like, outrageously horrible, but, you know, not good. Number two. Why are they going through so much trouble to get these films to Steve? Like, it doesn't really make much sense, especially when the end game is to, spoiler alert, murder him. Like, there's this elaborate ruse to secretly drop off videotapes for him to, you know, maybe watch in the hopes that he will show up at their kill room basement. Like, I think there could have been a much more straightforward way to do this. I think it was kind of like, you know, they were kind of like, it was kind of like a guy hitting on a girl, like kind of just trying to see if she's interested, and then before fucking off and be like, "All right, I'm just gonna go somewhere else." But in this case, instead of somewhere else, it was you know murder. Yeah, I mean, and number one, there are many parts of this film where just like nothing happens, and, and no, I mean literally nothing. People stand around on the sidewalk doing nothing, or in a store, or it's just Steve staring off into space for like three minutes at a time. You know, they really could have cut some time off the film, but, you know, eh, it is what it is. All right, so number three. Okay, so throughout the film, the two characters, Henry and Eli, are kidnapping and torturing people, and Stephen's watching the tapes that he makes. But there's this one scene where they're torturing this woman that they've got tied up in in one of their basements and uh, murdering her, and Stephen's not even watching the film. It's just kind of, the scene's just playing arbitrarily like what, what's going on like it's it's like they were just cutting between into scenes of of a torture for no apparent reason they, they needed gratuitous boob shots yeah but they could have at least kind of tried to work into the plot <laughs> all right there is number two there's a lot of fluff in this film like Corey said that really could have been cut out there are so many scenes that seemed unnecessary people standing around um just scenes of cars driving. It was obvious that they were just trying to stretch out the film so it can be considered a, a feature film. And number one, for a movie called Video Violence, there was a surprising lack of violence. I mean, there was scenes of people getting murdered, but, man, I was expecting a lot more because people getting tortured left and right, blood, like, going everywhere, but it was surprisingly tame, and I was a little bit disappointed, not going to lie. 
So, on to the top. Uh, for me, number three, uh, the whole town is in the plot to show these snuff films to Steve. Like, the whole town, literally, because if you're not in on it, they murder you. Number two, the main character owns and operates a video rental store. Like, I love video rental stores. I miss the one we had in town here. I miss all the ones that I've, you know, been to growing up. And, you know, there's just something magical about those places. And it's featured pretty heavily in this film. The good old days. Number one, the violence that is in this movie is pretty good, you know, for being shitty special effects, which I absolutely adore. You know, with stabbings, beatings, bitings, and just plain old hands dropping from the sky. You know, it's all good, clean, murdery fun. Even though there wasn't enough of it. All right. Number three, this movie did a great job of creating a small town atmosphere, which was oddly charming, even while people were being murdered. Number two, the acting in the movie was pretty mediocre overall, which actually made the film seem more charming somehow. It kind of helped with the small town feel, uh, small town feel of the film, which just kind of made it seem more authentic. And number one, while there wasn't as much violence as I would have liked, there the the gore and the violent scenes were incredibly cheap looking, and it was absolutely hilarious. I love that kind of stuff, and it's exactly what I'd expect from a film by Camp Motion Pictures. So there you have it. Uh, but you know what we didn't mention was the dialogue. Oh, yeah, there's some decent dialogue in this. Yeah, so why don't we have ourselves a good old-fashioned quote war. quote war. We'll quote this movie back and forth, and uh, you tell us who had the better quotes. I think I get to start today, so uh, here we go. Today is the age of video violence. Holy shit, this looks very, very real. Brought back some funny drugs from New York, hmm? Not sleet nor snow will stop the U.S. Postal Service, but a good old hammer, machete, and hedge clippers will. Cut it clean, then take it to the slicer and give me a half pound of arm. We have the greatest collection of video core in the world. Shit. We were poisoned. Bummer, man. I spilled my beer. That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this film or want to tell us who won this episode's edition of Quote Wars, leave it in the comments below. Well, I think it's time to give this film our final take. Remember, friends, our final take is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale, 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to get through this film? Surprisingly, I gave it a 4 out of 10. I gave it a 3 out of 10. You know, in a movie called Video Violence, there really aren't a lot of expectations. You know, there's video, and there's violence. And surprisingly enough, this film delivers on both fronts. Violence is actually recorded on videos, and then secretly dropped off for a video clerk to watch. The special effects work wonderfully in conjunction with the low-quality video that the film was shot on, and everyone in the film acts just like a secretive society would. Even though there is horrendous pacing... Everything in the end just seems to work out for the better. Video violence reminds me of a simpler time, a time before social media where communities were much, uh, much closer. The town would get together, grab some beers, fire up the old grill, and torture an outsider while recording it on, over the tape of their grandmother's 75th birthday party. Those were the days. Video violence manages, managed to capture all the charm of a small town that managed to create snuff films instead of playing baseball against a ne another nearby town. 
The cheap effects were hilarious, the stock music was oddly appropriate, and the mediocre acting was very fitting considering everything else I mentioned. Unfortunately, too many scenes were unnecessarily drawn out, and there were too many scenes of people standing around not actually doing anything. I get these scenes were, were intended to make it make the whole setting seem more mundane to contrast with the violence going around, going on in secret, but it still seemed excessive. This movie also tried to have a twist twist ending, which would have worked if they hadn't have told you what the twist ending was various times throughout the film. There also wasn't as much blood and gore as I had hoped there would be. However, there is a video of violence too, so maybe they'll make up for the lack of violence in the next video. So there you have it, a 4 out of 10 and a 3 out of 10. It's actually a, a fairly fun film to watch, all things considering. Yeah, it's one of those fun films you can just sit down and have a good time with. So, we know not everyone likes to watch the same kind of shit that we do, so we like to give every B-movie review an A-movie companion and tell you why these B-movie and A-movies are the same film, just of different standards and caliber. I gave my A-movie companion to the film Hot Fuzz from 2007. I picked... The Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 1974. So both Hot Fuzz and Video Violence are movies about a character who recently moved from the big city to a small town, whether it be, you know, Sergeant Angel or Steve. In both movies, it's about an outsider who people don't want to believe about murders going on all around them. In both films, the perpetrators of the murder slowly clue in the main character as to what is happening, either showing up at the crime scene, dressed in robes, or, you know, dropping off videos at the store. In both films, there's at least one character obsessed with films, you know, either the whole town in video violence or Danny from Hot Fuzz. In both films, the main character discovers that the whole town, or at least its leaders, are in on the murders. And in both films, the main character chases the killers to what may be his final action, either ending in an epic showdown or a gruesome off-screen murder. And that's why Hot Fuzz is the same film as Video Violence. I picked Texas Chainsaw Massacre because both movies take place in small towns. The protagonists of both films are from out of town. Outsiders who enter either town tend to get murdered in really horrific ways. And at the end of the film, it turns out that other people in the town were not only aware of the murders, but were actively involved with them. So there you have it. If you want to see an A-movie version of Video Violence, check out Hot Fuzz or The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Now I think it's time to tell our fans how to drink away the flick. Drink away the flick. Come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away the flick. Bum, 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 bum. We'll give some drinking games for this movie, but remember, friends, drink responsibly. Number one, every time there's a title screen stating day and a number pops up, take a drink. Number two, Every time the killers call each other by name on the film, take a drink. Number three, whenever someone rents something from the video store, take a drink. Number four, every time the police aid the murder in any way, take a drink. And number five, of course, because it's spring cleaning month, anytime something on screen looks like it needs cleaned up, take a drink. Every time you see a poster, take a drink. Every time someone mentions the triple X section of the video store, take a drink. Every time you see a magazine that is more than likely out of print, take a drink. And every time someone enters or exits the video store, take a drink. And those are your ways to drink away this flick. 
If you have any thoughts about this movie or anything else B-Movie related, you can leave a comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can also email us bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can like us on Facebook at facebook.com dash bmoviebros. Follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. You can check out all our other content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website bmoviebros.com, where where we have new shows each week. If you want to support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links provided below. So we've come to the end of week two of spring cleaning month here. And um, we've seen two movies. Let's rank them. For me, number two, video violence. You know, although it's a fun movie to watch, you know, when you compare it to Terror Tunes, which is my number one spot, Terror the Tune Terror Tunes is just so ridiculously over the top in everything it does with uh, Dr. Carnage and uh, the ape thing that just I, I can't put video violence above it. I can't. Well, mine was a little different. For number one, I put terror. <laughs> I mean, video violence. Video violence is number two, and terror tunes is number one. It reigns supreme. So, there we have it. You know, Paul, I, I think next week we need to continue massacring this messy collection of, uh, of DVDs, and let's, let's see what we've got here. We've got so much shit. I don't even know how we found half of this. Um, ooh, how about this one, Paul? Wood Chipper Massacre. Oh. Is, is, is that another camp motion picture one? Dude, it totally is. Oh, of course. <laughs> oh, get ready, folks. Straight from 1989, it's Wood Chipper Massacre. Oh, yeah. You know, if, if, there's, if the word massacre is at the end of a film, it's going to be an experience. Until next time, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Get over the next